0: To Five Blossom Radio with your host, Denise Richard. Five Blossom Empowerment is based on an unusual model for growth combining elements of the arts, health, and spirituality. Now, here is Denise Richard.
1: So, welcome to Five Blossom Gatherings and Five Blossom Radio. This is Denise Richard. Uh, I open our discussion today and invite listeners to participate in something really good. We talk, the topic today is regeneration, and it's a healthier choice in food and land care. So with all the pressure of, and the wonder uh, around climate change to come, uh, the questions are, are plentiful, uh, and we, we want to know how we can support this change uh, with heart and with care. So today uh, we're going to look uh, to learn a little bit about soil, water, and regeneration, uh, the current climate issues have really brought us, as you know, and have probably a lot of concern for, uh, to look to a way of work that can lend a hand. So today, Five Blossom Radio welcomes Ananda Fitzsimmons of Regeneration Canada. So, Amanda, Ananda, sorry, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us thank today. You. <laughs> so please uh, tell us how this very important topic or all this interest in land and
2: regeneration started with you? Um, The story goes back uh, a long ways. Initially, it was just a personal relationship with soil and food. I started uh, over 40 years ago uh, taking an interest in learning to grow my own food organically, to make compost, and it was just something that I always did, It felt to me, uh, I I never did it professionally. I was never selling food for money, but I was just growing my own and sharing uh, that food. And it always felt that uh, I just needed to touch the soil. I really needed that. And of course, the quality of food is wonderful and you get an amazing sense of abundance. Um, Around 2000, around the year 2000, I started to be aware that there were environmental issues caused by agriculture. There started to be problems in our area in the waterways with cyanobacteria and people were saying it's the phosphates from agriculture that were the major cause of that. And that was the point that there was a kind of a click for me. And I started to say, I can't just do this for myself and be a good example. I felt like I needed to be, more to get the word out there, and to more actively um, try to propagate the kind of solutions that I knew about. So, at, at the time, it was uh, it was about um, it was about microbials. It was about living soil, and I used to make microbial potions from uh, medicinal plants. And make uh, uh, amendments for the soil and for the fruit trees and things out of those. And um, that started the idea that I could commercialize those. And I started a company uh, in 2007, uh, which was called InocuCore Technologies. And what we did was we made amendments from microbial, naturally occurring microbial solutions and commercialized them. Wow,
1: um, so you've been, uh, sorry, Anais, I'm just, I'm listening to you, and I'm realizing that you have quite a background already, just describing how uh, you have kind of a a scientific mind in a way, where you're you're curious about not only the science, but the natural care of land. Can you give us a little bit more of, uh, before we get into the bigger, you know, Inform information package about regeneration and and how that's going to work. Can you? I'm just curious for our listeners to tell you to tell, me perhaps a little bit more about you. And uh, are are you you're in Canada? Obviously, you're Canadian. Uh, yes. And where are you living? Yeah,
2: I'm living just south of Montreal on the Vermont border. I see. I see. And are you are you of the East Coast, the West Coast, or? I, I was born in Montreal, and uh, I wanted to get closer to nature, so I moved out of the city uh, in my early 20s, and uh, um, being in the, on the land and in the country and having this relationship with nature has always been a really, really important part of my life. Very good. So, it starts really
1: early, where you actually decide to go into the, uh, a more environmental relationship from an early age. Yes,
2: absolutely.
1: And, and absolutely. then you start noticing. it was just personal. Right. So, and then That's you started right. noticing that, the that, that there is information being given to you and you start following the trail. Very nice. So, yes, absolutely. So you've been working. And, it, in and then it
2: moved. Yes. Keep I was going, going to say it moved from a, a, a personal love that I just shared with, for myself, for my spiritual connection and with, the people immediately around me and then move to feeling a sense of, I really need to share this in a wider way because it's something that's critically important uh, right. for for the planet.
1: Right. So paying attention to the signs of change to come and
2: exactly. looking
1: to find a way of working with all that <laughs> and taking that's care of it. Right. Yeah, I think many people have that question. Not everybody finds a way to do that, though. And uh, I think that's a big part of what you're here to help us with. So you've been, you are also been working in the field, as you say, of land care, um, environmentalism, and food sovereignty. You mentioned that in your little bio. Um, can you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how this uh, relates to regeneration like what, what happened for you to take yourself to the path of regeneration specifically?
2: Um, well I think when I started my company on microbials it was part of that was recognizing that soil is a living system and most people don't really realize that. Most people think of soil as dirt and more and more what uh, organic farmers know and um, what science is knowing in a deeper and deeper way since the since we first discovered about the microbiome is that soil is a really really living and complex ecosystem Mm -hmm. and without that being alive we aren't really getting the nutrients that the whole um, way that nature intended soil and plants to work is just not happening correctly if we kill mm-hmm. the soil. That's right. So that was something that was always fascinating for me, uh, just to, to recognize that soil compost is is an ecosystem that's teeming with life and that people need to appreciate that.
1: That's a very exciting thought and statement too. To I, I, the first time I heard that, it made me feel like Uh, there was much more to appreciate it wasn't uh, a product anymore it was much bigger than that it's it's uh it also relates to a much bigger picture of something that's much more mysterious than we can actually understand and uh, absolutely having the inspiration yeah keep going yes
2: No, it's just the the connection with the microbiome, um, that the soil uh, microbiome, that incredibly complex ecosystem that supports the growth of plants uh, is very similar to the ecosystem that we now know that we have in our intestines. So as humans, we have uh, an incredible ecosystem going on right in our intestines that we're actually more microbial than human. We know now that there's 10% of the cells in our body are human cells mm-hmm. and all the rest are microbes and we've co-evolved with them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I find that um, mind-blowing, actually. Uh, I find that really, really inspiring uh, to begin to get a sense that we're not separate. We're not yeah. separate. We're, we're all one. We're all like uh, part of an ecosystem within ecosystems so
1: that's a big stretch actually for many people because we're so uh, cloistered and used to uh, (laughs) seeing everything wrapped up in certain ways even our food we buy it wrapped up and uh, maintaining uh, our, our way of working is is not going to help us we know we have to change so Today, our topic is regeneration, and you work for Regeneration Canada. Can you tell us a little bit about what is a regeneration? How would you describe that for our listeners?
2: Okay, so uh, I talked about soil being a living thing, and the way soil connects to climate change is through carbon. So carbon is an element that is, like most of the planet, is actually built out of carbon. But carbon cycles, it it's either in solid matter, like in in our bodies, in plants and trees and living things, and in its gaseous form, it's in the environment. And so what's happening now, what's driving climate change, is that there's too much carbon, there's too many greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. And the way that the gas gets out of the atmosphere and gets back down into the earth, where it It ought to be in in a much greater proportion is through photosynthesis it's through growing plants so plants breathe in carbon dioxide they turn it into liquid and then they exude that back down into the earth Mm -hmm. and that feeds microorganisms and it helps the plants to grow and then people eat plants animals eat plants Uh, it's it's a whole cycle But because not only have we burnt so much carbon, which is what oil is, is a form of carbon that was sequestered deep in the earth, we're burning that too rapidly, putting it into the atmosphere. And at the same time, we're cutting down trees and forests and uh, using the land in quite destructive ways by Mm -hmm. building urban sprawl um, and by just those ecosystems that recycle the carbon are starting to be imperiled. They're, they're disappearing. We're losing uh, biodiversity. There's less and less forests. And then even in agriculture where we're actually growing plants, for the most part, we aren't doing it in a way that is sequestering carbon. We're actually doing it in a way that has a heavy carbon footprint and puts more carbon greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. Wow. So um, the, the idea of Regeneration Canada uh, is actually that through managing the land in a different way, Uh, we can keep the soil alive and we can actually draw that excess carbon out of the atmosphere and put it back into the earth where it belongs and redress that imbalance that's going on and what is actually driving climate change. Wow. So that's, you're saying that
1: it's actually natural. We're just looking at a natural process that wants to be uh, perhaps enhanced a little bit or respected a little bit more and uh, taking away some of that, you know, the, the footprint that uh, damages the atmosphere, damages the earth so right. that we can find a better balance. Uh, right. that's, that's pretty exciting, really. For people to know it that is. there is a process that we're looking at and enhancing. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, how does that affect agriculture?
2: well uh, it's it's about it's about living soil. and if you uh, know anything about organic uh, agriculture, uh, we talk a lot about soil organic matter, and basically soil organic matter is carbon that is in the soil. So, uh, if we build our soil, such as in, um, in many uh, organic types of agriculture and also conservation agriculture, which isn't necessarily organic, but it's a, it's a form of agriculture that focuses on building the soil. So... Um, As we we do those things, we're actually participating in pulling carbon out of the atmosphere and storing it in the earth. And another piece about regenerative agriculture is we try to get away, uh, we try to change some of the kind of crops that we grow. We don't only... Uh, Much of agriculture right now is focused on growing monocultures of annual crops. Mm -hmm. And so we look at integrating more trees into agriculture, uh, changing the kind of things that we put on our plates, um, managing the way animals graze, uh, which actually um, helps sequester carbon much more quickly. Uh, so there's um, there's a lot of technical details that I could go into about how, how that's actually done. But uh, from a broader perspective, I would say um, it's a series of, of methods that involve um, how we grow things Um, and also what we grow and much more diversity. Diversity is a really, really critical part of the thing in agriculture. And just in general, that's um, one of the ways that we've um, broken our ecosystems is by limiting them too much, looking only at what's practical for our human needs and not taking into consideration um, the needs of the whole ecosystem, which does involve... Plants. It does involve birds and insects and animals and people in uh, in an incredible interconnected system uh, that we're only beginning to understand the value and complexity of. Thank you. So for our listeners, those people who who are
1: completely new to this idea uh, and want to know a little bit more, uh, is there any support or any education or anywhere you'd like to send them?
2: Uh, so that they can learn a little bit more about this? Well, our website, uh, regenerationcanada.org, there's also a, an international organization called uh, Regeneration International. You can find a lot of information on their website. Uh, another really great uh, place that you can look for information on is uh, Kiss the Ground, Um which is a great organization in the U.S. that does a lot of media and little uh, films and promotion and actually uh, gives courses on training ambassadors to spread the message of regeneration. Very
1: good. Thank you. Um, so I, I, we're going to, you know, open this up a little bit. And for our listeners who do enjoy the topic and uh, should you have a question, um, you can call us right now at one eight 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 three four six nine one four one, and 346 uh, 9141 Or later on, if you want, you can also, as she says, as Ananda mentioned, um, info at regenerationcanada.org. So, Ananda, can you tell us a little bit now? We're looking at a, a, a very... Um, very exciting issue. You're talking about the possibility of moving ourselves into a more respectful relationship with agriculture, with land and uh, helping ourselves a little bit when we're facing so many concerns about how we're gonna take care. Uh, Can you uh, talk a little bit more about what we're looking to reclaim here?
2: I think that uh, as a culture, as a society, we need to look a lot more deeply uh, at the systems for getting our needs met from the land. So we get food from the land, we get fiber from the land, we get a lot of uh, uh, things that we need from the land, uh, but we start, need to start asking ourselves the question, what is the impact on the land and are there ways of doing this that we can meet our own needs while at the same time um, regenerate a healthy ecosystem uh, so that the whole system uh, is working properly. Um, One of the things that I like to talk about is the concept of ecosystem services. And that basically means there's a lot of things that the ecosystems give us that are really essential that we might not even notice that we're getting. And there's an analogy that I, I like to Talk about. It's like our house. You know, we have a house, and in that house, we have a plumbing system and a heating system and a roof, and all of those things are really important uh, for our house to do what it needs to do to be a comfortable place for us to live. And we often don't really like to pay for maintaining those things because it's not as much fun as redecorating your house, and it isn't going to really increase the value of your house. But if you don't fix your roof and you don't fix your plumbing, uh, you're probably going to lose your house. And I think it's the same thing with our with our ecosystems. If we don't take care to maintain those ecosystems and do whatever is needed to keep them functioning in a healthy way, uh, we're going to be in trouble. And in fact, uh, right now, we are in trouble. Um, we know that we're in an environmental crisis with climate change, uh, a loss of biodiversity, extinction of many species. And so I think that's exactly the position that we've gotten ourselves into is we've um, not uh, been aware of the impact on the ecosystem Uh when we develop the systems that we have developed to, to supply our food, uh, to provide our cities and our lodging and our clothing and all of our basic needs. Wow, thank you.
1: Um, knowing that you're talking about a good ecosystem or a clean and, and balanced or healthy ecosystem, that would require also clean water. Uh, can you speak a little bit about water issues that you can see that we might want to be concerned? We have some of the most pristine water sources in Canada and uh, how do we learn to protect them or what would your, what would your thoughts be on that right now?
2: Well, um, soil and water are intimately connected. You really can't separate um, the soil uh, ecosystem from the water ecosystem because in fact, Um, Soil cleans water. When water falls down, it falls onto the earth. And as it percolates through the earth, it cleans it and then runs off. And if it runs, if it's uh, carrying um, agricultural chemicals or things like that, it it actually contaminates the water. So, you know, the dead zones in the ocean are, are in fact caused by things that happen on the land. So uh, if we take care of soil, uh, we're going to be taking care of water. Um, some of the problems even that we have in agriculture are because the soil has become uh, so compacted and isn't doing its job of filtering uh, the water. And that's one of the big things that is causing uh, pollution in lakes and rivers and even in the ocean.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we love our land and a deep relationship is needed of um, you, I would say, that changes our way of doing things. And uh, I'm encouraged by you saying we have to support that. We, we want to have, um, I, I look at this as perhaps an ancient way of looking at, at land. We have to go back and, and kind of reclaim an attitude of service, an attitude of, of care, uh, of respect yeah, to absolutely. to what's serving us really and um, yes. and that that i also see that as um you know people uh, we're an ecosystem i i in our little talk the other day you said that now i only we yes. know that we only have a few minutes here but if you can take a few minutes and speak to how you see
2: uh this uh please do well, I think we're all interconnected because when at Regeneration Canada, when we first started talking about how can we um, how can we influence uh, the people that are actually making decisions about the land, we realized we couldn't make big changes by only talking to farmers because farmers are completely interconnected with um, consultants, consumers, uh, everybody that works in the whole food distribution system, it's all completely interconnected and you can't change one group of people without looking at all the other groups of people. So it's a really big social change that we're looking at. And that's the question that we ask ourselves, how can we have this kind of huge impact that needs to happen rapidly? And the only way that we can have that is With a very large change in our culture, in the whole culture, in the human ecosystem, we need to change our attitude.
1: Yeah. So for those, we're going to take a a short break soon. And for those who want to be able to support uh, the local agricultural initiative, what are are a few things that they can do? Um,
2: Yeah, I think in a nutshell is uh, be try to be more aware about how your food is produced and where it comes from. And we can talk more about that after the break uh, because it's a big topic, but... but, yeah, there's a lot of deep questions to to ask ourselves, uh, not just take for granted the things that we, the clothes we wear, the food we eat, uh, the building materials that build our houses. Where does this come from and what's the impact on the land in terms of the whole system about how that's produced and distributed? They could also become a member of
1: Regeneration Canada, perhaps, and find out, uh, you know, some of the initiatives that are going through
2: Um, your organization yes absolutely Um, absolutely we are uh, asking people to uh, join the movement Uh, we call it a movement I think it needs to be a movement it can't just be small incremental change here and there it has to be a big change
1: yeah and connecting together so uh, before we leave I'm just gonna say thank you and we'll take a moment those of you who want to call in who may have a question uh, please do at one eight 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 three four six nine one four one, and uh, Five Blossom Radio. Uh, we we support the creation of a climate of care. It's a it's an exciting time because we have to move forward, and we want to open our hearts to making a difference. And I'm really excited about having uh, you here, Ananda, and speaking with us in hope that uh, our information today or our support, this little talk, will help others get excited about what we're doing. So um, what we inspire uh, to do is uh, share. If you have thoughts, if you have any questions, you can also email uh, fiveblossomgatherings at gmail.com or you can also uh, consider participating in our programs. So we're going to take a a moment here and uh, we'll be back um, shortly.
0: Your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Five Blossom Gatherings is the website and program from Denise Richard. By visiting fiveblossomgatherings.com, you'll find out more about Denise's professional Tai Chi and Qigong services. Explore her website and view works of art and much more. You can book healing and counseling sessions with Denise. She works with clients who have health interests and concerns. Her programs include Knowing Your Whole Body, Self-Care for Your Health, and Inspiring Wholeness. Visit fiveblossomgatherings.com today. Build a better business, achieve that goal, make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to 5 Blossom Radio. Connect with the program today by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to fiveblossomgatherings at gmail.com. Now, back to Five Blossom Radio.
1: Welcome back. This is Denise Richard speaking to you. And our guest today is Ananda Fitzsimmons from Regeneration Canada. We're um, excited to talk with you about uh, the concept of regeneration and a relationship to soil that looks at it as a in a more holistic way. Uh, we were just speaking about human ecosystem, or how the people, how the uh, the different uh, circles that we create, or that create food, or that create our communities, uh, interconnect or intersect, create an ecosystem of their own, or altogether, and that interfaces with the land, with agriculture, with the way that we um, that we function overall. So, Ananda, you're speaking to that. Um, and I had the thought that perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about that because that touches most of the question of how are we going to create a relationship if we don't have a, an understanding or a better connection to the way that we're functioning. Can
2: you can you know, open that up for us for a moment? Yes, I think that if uh, people begin to understand that uh, if you if you buy the food in the grocery store without asking yourself where did this food come from and how it was produced, and is the food you're buying and eating uh, has it been degenerating the ecosystem when it was produced or has it been regenerating the ecosystem when it was produced and how do you know that well it is hard to know that because there actually isn't there isn't a certification process Uh, but there are a few things that can really help And one thing is the local food movement, I think is really, really important because um, for one thing, if you buy your food locally, it hasn't been shipped. It hasn't uh, burned a bunch of fossil fuels to get to you in the first place. Uh, Another... Another piece of that, if you buy local food, is you might even have the possibility of identifying the farm that it came from and possibly even going to see the farm that it came from. and, and just seeing what is that farmer doing? You know, how much how much uh, chemicals is that farmer using? Is that farmer using regenerative practices? There's one uh, really important regenerative practice, um, uh, which is uh, surprising to a lot of people uh, and that, that's not tilling the soil. So regenerative farmers, instead of turning the soil over and having bare naked soil, um, they grow cover crops. So what you see is is really different than uh, your classic, say, monoculture of uh, acres of one crop with bare soil in between. You always see the soil covered in a regenerative farm. So it's great if you can go and talk to a farmer and see how it's produced. Um, regenerative agriculture.
1: You're is, talking about reduces. relationship, yeah. Sorry, you're talking about relationship. Yeah. Creating relationship with the farmer. Yeah, I remember when I was young. Yes. Yeah, when I was young, because we lived uh, just in a... In a rural place, it wasn't uh, too far away uh, from from the city, but uh, as uh, we were young and often in the summer had very little to do, uh, we, would, um, we would be picked up to say, hey, you want to go help out the farmers. And having that connection to the food and to the way it was grown, um, maybe it's not exactly what we were talking about today in a certain way, but the relationship part uh, brought fond memories, very fond memories of yeah. watching and seeing how things are grown and being able to pick and cherish the beauty and the lusciousness of it, and uh, to be able to say, "Hey, I, I had that connection, and that really inspired my interest in uh, in what we're talking about today." So I'm thanking you for that, for helping people understand that the closer you are to the the process of growing food, uh, the more you can appreciate it too, and and the people who bring um, it to your, to absolutely. your table. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's, that's a lovely thing yes. to talk about. Is there anything else you want to highlight there?
2: Um, well, I think uh, consumers have a very important role to play because um, consumers basically control the way markets uh, go. So that's part of what I mean about the ecosystem. I think more than anything else, um, people asking, um, voting with their voting with their dollars. Um, You know, I met a man one time um, from Monsanto who actually said that um, the thing that was the most destructive uh, to Monsanto was social media um, because... um, because yeah, consumers did it at first they weren't taking much uh, paying much attention to it and then they realized that it was actually devastating. So it kind of shows the power of um, culture to to make shifts in, in terms of what big companies do, what governments do. So I think that the consumer, is a really important part of it to show that we care about where our food comes from that we care about how the land is treated Mm -hmm. and uh just getting just paying more attention to that process and looking into it more deeply Mm -hmm. you know how far did your food travel um what type of farming system was it produced in and uh voting by, by choosing what you buy and perhaps voting more by paying more attention to farmers, uh, getting to know farmers, visiting farms, uh, try growing some of your own food. Uh, just really, uh, uh you know, another piece of, 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 that is, is, uh, our yards, uh, um, uh, you know, instead of bare naked lawns, uh, could we be creating ecosystems in our, in our yards, in our parks, around our cities, Um, just a kind of greening process uh, all around us. I Mm -hmm. think as more and more everyday people um, ask for this, take an interest in this, create it in their lives, um, we're going to see more and more, greening of the planet more and more interest in regenerating ecosystems and surrounding ourselves with living um, biodiverse systems
1: one initiative that i that comes to mind when you're talking is something that uh, we're working on here which is, um, it's a community garden, but it's um, a sharing garden. So it's not about uh, each having a little area where we grow our, you know, separate foods. It's about bringing people together who collectively will grow, share food, and create that relationship together in a community. It also supports, uh, you know, food sovereignty, but it also brings in a way of, you um, you know, maybe perhaps a little bit more of an ancient way of relating to food and to ancient agriculture, where uh, it has to be done in community in order to really be able to hold the bigger picture, where we have yeah, people working with the, with, the, with the food and with the land. So with that, I'd like to ask you about your thoughts uh, around Indigenous culture. Do you have uh, anything around land care or care land that you'd like to share?
2: Well, I think that um, the attitude of traditional Indigenous culture is really a model for us uh, in terms of just it's it's so innate in the Indigenous way of thinking to see ourselves as part of the ecosystem and care for the ecosystem. Uh, I think it's very unfortunate that... Um, The Indigenous people have been really taken away from the land, so there is a very low proportion of uh, Indigenous people that are actually growing food or or involved in, in agriculture or farming. Um, but I think it's important that we get back to that more and more. And I think that the Indigenous people are uh, a beautiful example. And so at Regeneration Canada, when we do uh, organize our, sympo- our Living Soil Symposium, we do always try to include an Indigenous uh, component uh, to invite Indigenous people to be present and be part of the conversation.
1: That's lovely. That's important for us to know that it's, it's part of the big picture for us. Is there, um, when you speak about these, uh, the soil uh, symposium, um, can you tell us a little bit more about the relationship to, um, for instance, you talk about carbon. And you talk about uh, the uh, the cult, the sequestration, which is a big word. <laughs> I've heard it a few times. It's a difficult one to say in my mouth, so I don't know if I'm saying it exactly correctly. But I understand that that's an important process that we are learning about about how carbon is, about, is, is the big issue. Can you tell us more about some of those things that we may know about intuitively? Like I, mean, I sense from our talk that uh, the creation of proper compost or um, other initiatives like uh, the biochar or things like that are also perhaps uh, things that we might consider
2: yeah and I think right now, um here in Canada, uh, we have uh, an election coming up, and it's a very hot issue. Um, the idea of carbon tax um, whether uh, whether we're actually going to pay for the ecosystem services Um, so i think that's a part of the the picture too is people are looking at how can you measure carbon in soil how can you actually reward uh farmers who through their uh farming methods are putting carbon into soil which is a service to all of us and mm-hmm. you know how can that be how can that be recognised and rewarded? And there's a lot of different systems, whether it's the government's proposal of carbon taxes, there's also private companies that you know take money for uh, carbon offsets and then plant forests and trees and and buffer zones around rivers and things like that. I think that all of those things are really important things to think about. Mm-hmm. Um because we because we do need to accelerate this process of regeneration in this um, the IPCC that uh, recently published a report around land change and how that is connected to climate change, basically said if we don't regenerate our land in a very short time frame, um, that we're going to have. Catastrophic runaway climate change. So, I think it is just critical in every way, you know, through our buying choices, through supporting companies that have environmental initiatives in terms of their practices, um, government's uh, policies that have a, a, a real climate action plan and ways to stimulate the economy to reward. Um, these kinds of practices that regenerate the ecosystems. It, you know, it can't just be up to individual citizens. It's up to the whole society and every part of society to to play a role in that. So mm-hmm. I think that we all need to ask ourselves, um, what can I do and what can I support? You know, it's not just what you can do. It's It's, it's what you support. So that goes back to... Asking yourself the question of, uh, you know, what is the impact of of this, and mm-hmm. do I support it?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a big conversation, isn't it? It's, uh, it's
2: a very big conversation, an important conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. For for those who are new to all this and who don't have necessarily the the you know direct connection to agriculture or to um, the uh, perhaps the information is completely um, new to them. How do we how do we help those who live in urban centers? How do we how can you you know help direct uh, or help people find a way of connecting in the urban centers so that this as you as you said you talked about the way you you know buy your food that something that's where the biggest change would have to come, wouldn't it? Is that we want, we, the agricultural uh, lands are, are, are going to be viewed in a different way. I think that's, you've already spoken to that. Um, right. But it's the mindset of the people, the millions and millions of people that are being fed that would need to open to helping out. It's like, as you mentioned, how do we uh, spend our dollar? How do we yes. vote the dollar? Yes, yes. So
2: you're, yes, and I think that, yes, and organizations like ours, like Regeneration Canada, we, we, so one of the ways that we see ourselves is that we host the conversation for all those different groups of uh, uh, stakeholders uh, that are part of that human ecosystem. So when you start to ask yourself, what's the impact of the things that you do, Part of it is paying more attention to join into that conversation and think about, you know, where does your food come from? Where does uh, where do your clothing come from? Um, what is the environmental impact of, of all of those things? Um, so you know, becoming part of a platform like um, Regeneration Canada, or um, you know, just researching, paying more attention, and joining into that conversation to take more interest in in the impact of all of the things that we do, everything we touch, everything that we use. Um, was it part of regenerating the ecosystem or was it part of destroying the ecosystem? Mm-hmm. And I think that we all need to ask ourselves that, um, you know, with the brands we buy, what are their um, you know, what are these corporations doing? Are they are they supporting regeneration and uh, sustainable change? Or are they uh, part of the destructive pattern? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a big question that touches many, many areas of our lives. I think, you know, in a spiritual way, we can, you know, cultivate our own connection to nature and land and develop, uh, you know, gratitude and appreciation and care in our personal relationships and then also through everything that we interact with um in terms of all 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 of our needs uh are they part of the solution or are they part of the problem Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. i also feel the, the the big heart opens and says you know can we appreciate can we simply appreciate what we have and, and when we start there and move away from uh, the, the attitude of difficulty, um, and what I mean by that is helping out more or giving mm-hmm. more instead of taking so much because we're, we're, uh, when we're not connected when we're disconnected yeah. and we don't have that personal touch you don't appreciate that apple or that you know or that or the food quite as much when you know where it's really come from and it's not to say yeah. that it's wrong it's just the the level of change that we've gone through over the past 100 years so how do we uh, move towards giving volunteering serving paying attention all that is part of the service of of care and uh, yes Slowing things down a little bit, um, and watching how money is being spent is what you're also paying attention to. Is that's a very big force in our life, and and understanding that that's going to move um, us in consciousness towards uh, a caring, more caring way. So, do you have uh, do you have any good stories that you might want to share, or something that uh, you know can inspire? our listeners a little bit around uh, something that you want to tell uh, through a story?
2: Um, I, I, I just, it's not really a story, but I, I, you know, what you're saying is just making me think um, that, you know, even though we were driven by a sense of, of urgency that within the regenerative movement, within the initiatives of the regenerative movement, um, there's a lot of joy, like regenerative systems, um, those gatherings when people get together to, to support and create these kinds of changes are, are really joyful. And um, part of it, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes when there's a catastrophe um, or there's a, some kind of emergency going on, people come together and help each other and and join together and I do see that happening um with with these gatherings with these initiatives you know things like food co-ops and farmers markets and 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 these groups uh in my experience it's a it's a funny period like for me personally I even feel like I'm having so many amazing experiences. I'm having such a great quality of interaction with nature and with people, and meeting so many passionate people um, that want to create something different. that uh, I feel that even though it's driven by some kind of sense of emergency, it's full of. It, it is really full of joy, and it is about connection. And I think that speaks to. Um, This idea of regenerating ecosystems, the biodiversity Mm -hmm. of ecosystems Mm -hmm. and the complex and amazing interactions between um, the the parts in the ecosystem uh, is something that's full of life and joy. I like your inspiration there because
1: when we call uh, it an emergency, uh, people get scared. And it's not yeah. that we want to generate sca- fear, but we want to generate a way of action. And uh, if we can't stay grounded, if we can't stay connected, if we can't enjoy ourselves, then what are we actually um, creating? We want to create something yes. that has more substance than there has yes. to be an ingredient that's going to make it harmonize. And emergencies right. are, are, are good for bringing us, for elevating us into an awareness of Taking action, but it's not the energy we want to hold in order to support a longer range uh, view. We we need to have more grounding there. So uh, here, I have a quote here. Um, this came from uh, Regeneration International, but it says that just transitioning 10% of agricultural production to best practice regenerative system will sequester enough CO2 to reverse climate change and restore the global climate, that regenerative agriculture can change agriculture from being a major contributor to climate change to becoming a major solution. And this was as a quote by Andre Le. and I, I read yes. that and I was like, thank you. I, I needed to hear that. I need I, I need I need inspiration and to know yes. that uh, you know our efforts uh, paying attention, can do that
2: for us. Do you have any comment on that? Uh, I'm glad you read that. Um, that's really great because, it, you know, I think a critical mass uh, to shift consciousness, uh, it doesn't have to be 100%, not even 50%. It, it just needs to be a very alive and passionate um I can't remember what the percentage is, but it's less than twenty percent the critical mass that needs to shift in order to um, reach a tipping point and change the whole culture. Absolutely. So I mean that's what we're that's what we're we're working towards. we're We're fired by a sense of emergency, but we're also driven by a sense of passion and connection and there's a it's a really interesting space there's a lot of amazing people there's a lot of amazing initiatives you know so my prayer is really that you know that we can we can do this together thank you
1: thank uh, you we only have a couple of minutes would you like to please review how people can get a hold of you or tell us uh, you know again about regeneration regenerative canada
2: Uh, Our website is uh, www.regenerationcanada.org and uh, we'd love for you to visit it and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of the movement because um, we're about uh, starting a movement to... Uh, regenerate uh, our ecosystems, uh, specifically here in Canada, but connected with other similar groups uh, around the world and other amazing people around the world that are kind of linking elbows and joining hands uh, to create a regenerative movement and restore our ecosystems and uh, mitigate or stop climate change. Well,
1: it's exciting to have the, uh, your time today and to speak to this. Uh, five Blossom Gatherings, as I mentioned, is a is my is is my little bit of extra that helps to support uh, a climate of care, and uh, I do feel like having you here today has inspired us and. Um, helped us uh, take that little step forward in maybe changing our minds and bringing us together to make that difference. For those of you who want to know more about Five Blossom Gatherings, you can visit fiveblossomgatherings.com. Uh, and or you can email me at fiveblossongatherings at gmail.com. This is Denise Richard. I'm thanking our listeners today for your time and for your good heart, and I'm thanking you again, Ananda Fitzsimmons from Regeneration Canada. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Thank you for joining us this week for Five Blossom Radio with Denise Richard. Please tune into our next program. We're live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, may you have a harmonious week.